to the train of ambivalence season three i'd say welcome back it's been such a long time but it's good to be back season three this is definitely season three at this point because we took a good summer slash early autumn break and now we're back season three zane and amrick i love how we're doing season this as well yeah we do we're definitely doing seasons this time because honestly like seasons are the only way you can justify taking such a long break oh yeah of course but like who knows how long this season's going to last for? It, it could go on indefinitely, or it could just la- like last a month. I'm liking, I'm liking like a seasonal podcast. So it's like we do, we do um, up to Christmas and like past Christmas into March or whatever it was. Like from you know, it's like a we're an autumn and spring podcast. Yeah, and as soon as like the weather gets warmer, we can go outside. We, and we, we forget <laughs> we have the podcast. <laughs> we we forget we have the podcast. We forget we have responsibilities. Responsibilities to like our listener or <laughs> listeners. I was about to say, um, if anybody anybody who is enjoying Diwali at the moment, hope you have a great Diwali. And uh, anyone who is enjoying Bonfire Night, um, I, I don't want to be too ex- like I don't want to exclude the people who aren't in England. Bonfire Night is only an English thing, right? Oh yeah, 100%, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. But like, I like I like to point out like we are we are recording on Bonfire Night, and it was Diwali yesterday. And if you do hear, like, booms outside... We are recording together for the first time in a very long time, by the way. Two years. But if you are hearing fireworks outside, it's not because we live in, like, a really rough area. I mean, you're just hearing gunfire. It's just their fireworks. We moved to Compton. <laughs> this podcast now takes place from Compton. But um, it's not just... It's not just bonfire night tonight it's uh it's the birthday of a very special boy a very very special boy so we like to say happy birthday to douglas mattingly D- douglas mattingly our um our very own the train of ambivalence's mascot effectively uh and i would say biggest cheerleader and our longest supporter yeah our longest supporter and our longest listener so in both douglas, wherever you are <laughs> thank our, you in our longest supporter in both Length that he's been listening and in penis size, because he's probably the only man. <laughs> most likely, most likely. That was that was a good note to to take us into the news, ladies and gentlemen. We have a very fun news segment for you today. I.e., we have not prepared news, so we're just going to be like spitballing things from the last what month or yeah. so, and yeah, just be like, yeah, so. this is happening. So, N64 and Sega Mega Drive emulation is now a thing in the Nintendo Switch. And people are pissed off because it's, like, a fairly big price hike. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I've literally just downloaded the uh, family expansion pack for us yesterday, mm. and I've, we've managed to rope another person to join with us, so it works out even better. <laughs> but um, we've, we've just played through a fair few Sega games. What did you think? I think they're pretty good. Like, I, I, I did enjoy... You know what I mean? Like, when you play games of that kind of era, when you play classic games, it's like you appreciate them for what they kind of were at the time. Oh, 100%. Because very rarely, especially with, like, the PS5 and the, the, the consoles you have at the moment, unless you have a very specific nostalgia for a game or if, you, or if that game is just, like, that good, it's unlikely you're going to go back and play, like, Golden Axe. Um, just because these games haven't aged perfectly... 
Um, but would highly recommend, whilst the selection is still quite, still quite small, um, you've got Sonic 2 on there, you've got Gunstar Heroes, you've got um, Fantasy Star 4. So there's a, there's a few games, a few classics. I mean, like we mainly played through the Sega ones. We didn't really give the, uh, the Nintendo 64 library much of a chance. Yeah, and but, neither did Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. Let's be honest, neither did Nintendo. And to be honest, I'm not sure if I'm actually going to either. To be honest, I'm curious. I'm genuinely very curious. Like I've never played the uh, Mario Kart 64 before. I've never played. Mm. Um, I played obviously Super Mario 64, but even then, I didn't want to play much of it. Like <laughs> yeah, I, me neither. I, I played enough of it to go, yeah, this is good for what it was. But yeah. like, god damn, I don't want to play this. Anymore. Yeah, this is not something I actually want to see through to the finish. Yeah, which basically. I've said about many things in life. To be honest, <laughs> but in in our events like we're not from that era of gaming so no, 100% not. it's hard to go back when you're when you're used to like we grew up with the ps2 you have to remember yeah that, basically so we're used to like at least analog um yeah analog control yeah 100% definitely <laughs> i mean like a lot of the games i would actually i maybe would have thought of playing i mean a lot of them have just been released on the 3ds yeah <laughs> yeah so Scar, Star Fox 64, exactly. Legend of Zelda, both Legend of Zelda games. Um, that's it. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm not really inclined to go back. I mean, let's be honest, though, a lot of the um, Sega games, like, they're fun as, like, if you're playing two-player with a friend. Yeah. But um, it's not exactly something I'm going to sit down and do a solo run for. So you're telling me you're not going to go and play just, like, a solid marathon day of um, Puyo Puyo? I don't hate myself. <laughs> I mean, don't you? I mean, yeah, but that much. <laughs> there's a threshold, is what I'm trying to say. Puyo, puyo. That I mean, we we tried. We tried. Like, I was doing so well until yeah. and, until until you lost. Yeah, <laughs> that's generally how games go. <laughs> uh, man, so other new stuff. I mean, like the Switch OLED is out. The Switch OLED is out. It's looking sexy. Those oh, LEDs like emitting diodes. I, I know very little I forgot. about this other than this. Oh, and it's in got two, two, two colour schemes. So, I'm going to regurgitate bits and information that other people have kindly explained from the internet, but basically, the reason why the OLED looks so much nicer is because with an LED, it's like the whole screen is there, and then you've got a backlight, and with the OLED, each individual pixel has its own light. So, the blacks can be sharper because you can actually, like, turn off the light of mm. that specific pixel. Um, I don't think any of our listeners give a shit about that. We should talk more about Doug's birthday. But anyway, (laughs) the Switch OLED is sexy, and they released it alongside Metroid Dread, which I think was a really decent, like, introduction to how games are going to look from this point. It's a nice move. It's a nice move. Like, that game has a distinct atmosphere, and I feel like the the colours go really well with it. But were you... Were you kind of disappointed it wasn't, like, an upgraded Switch? or um, 100%. But yeah. I feel like a lot of people were. I mean, it was, it was very much a, like, a Game Boy Advance SP. Yeah, yeah. Is what it is. Yeah. And I think that just sums it up perfectly. It's interesting, though, because Nintendo have, like, a very clear history mm. in the way they do console revisions, and it's weird to me that people thought they would jump straight to, a like, a Switch Pro mm. when... They they always do the same thing, but just slightly better, and then slightly better, and then it's the next generation. Yeah. Like even what 3ds had like uh, four. Yeah, it's how many iterations <laughs> of the 3ds and the 2ds and yeah. Every DS had like eight different versions. That's so true. The new 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 DS. To be honest, though, I'm 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 definitely. 
It's not something I'm going to go for in the day. No, yeah. I was tempted when I first saw it. I was like, oh, it's so pretty. But then I, I really sat back and thought, how much am I actually playing on my Switch at the moment? Mm. Um, and it's, it's honestly not been that much. Like, I'm not really going out and traveling. Um, and when I am, I'm driving. So I can't be playing my Switch when no, I'm driving. 100%. And when I'm at home, I, at the moment, I've just been playing PS5. Like, I've not really been on my Switch. Which is interesting because the Switch kind of displaced the PS4 when I got that. And now it's like whatever the new thing is, it just takes over. It's like the new child has come and the, the, the <laughs> child's just neglected. Life is just... Life is just... Um, look who's talking. The, <laughs> very, it's, very much so. It's just... Yeah, life is just, a, is just a repetitive cycle of look who's talking and look who's talking to... Well, but speaking of PS5, is there anything you're playing at the moment? Yes, yeah, so um, I've been replaying the Final Fantasy VII Remake because it is so pretty mm. and they released the, the upgrade and DLC so now it runs at 60 frames per second and it's just absolutely God, fucking gorgeous. It is so nice to look at. Like It was already a stunning game mm. but now it's like back then the game used to have minute long load times and now it's just instant. It is, so cool. it's, it's amazing, it honestly is. But I, I kind of guessed it would look amazing and be amazing because um, when I played Final Fantasy XV for the first time, which was on the PS5, I mm. never played it on the PS4, um, that looked amazing. And I thought to myself, yeah, with considering 7 Remake was like a much better game. There's like fireworks in Pokemon Go. Oh, oh shit. I hope those aren't live. Like... <laughs> I mean, like, there's fireworks all around us at the moment. You can still hear them going off in the background, but in Pokemon Go in the background, there's fireworks going off, which is, like, quite a cool detail. That is a really cool detail. I did not notice that. Huh. Anyway, yeah, as you were saying. Sorry, yeah, I was going to say, though, I feel like the listener couldn't see your Pokemon Go screen. <laughs> <laughs> if you try, if you pay for a subscription with the Train of Ambivalence, you get to see my Pokemon Go screen. That's a good point. I don't know how we'd set up a subscription. And I, I'm not sure who would pay for this. No. I'd pay for it, but, like... You know. Not a lot. Not a lot, no. <laughs> um, but what other news do we have? Uh, the the movies, we do movies sometimes, I guess. Movies. <laughs> so, I mean, we watched Shang-Chi a few weeks ago. That was badass. That was like months ago, bro. Yeah. That was, I mean, that was September, wasn't that, it? Was it September? I swear it was like August. No, it was September. It was September, okay. Yeah, September. They're still months ago. Uh, we're gonna most likely see Eternal soon, right? Eternal's hopefully tomorrow. It's not been reviewed particularly well. I don't know. I mean, like some of the reviews seem like quite harsh. Harsh. Mm. I mean, like I sent you the a screenshot of one of the reviews, right? Yes. Yeah. Where the guy was like, somehow some hikes on this in this, but she's not really allowed to be somewhere hierarchy. I'm like, what the fuck does that even mean? That I, is I, a I, wonderful I, adjective, isn't I, it? I think I think he's just really pissed off he didn't get to see a cleavage. Oh, okay. I think I think that's what he meant. I'm, I'm not gonna lie though. That's kind of like a legit reason to be pissed off. Like if if you could never see some hikes. But I think my favorite comment was <laughs> my favorite my, my favorite comment from bad reviewers. I lost count of how many times these ten people stood in the triangle. <laughs> like, that's freaking great. I mean, we're now when we go to watch it, we're now just going to be constantly looking out for yeah the triangle when they're in the triangle formation. I'm actually like, gonna like download a counter to my phone and just like one two. It's <laughs> like it's exactly. It's exactly 17. Holy yeah, I'm going to like go back to that guy's review and just like be like, me, it was like 17. <laughs> I'm uh, apparently The Eternals has the distinction of being the very first Marvel movie to involve a sex scene. Really? Mm. I'm not sure if I want that. I don't want that. I don't even need you don't, you don't need it. No. 
No, you really don't. Because <laughs> I, I read an article like the the director was saying, "Oh, like I'm I'm really proud like to have broken this barrier," and it's like, dude, this uh, it's not exactly groundbreaking. <laughs> no, it's really not. It's like, oh my god, I'm surprised I've not seen that more in the reviews. To be honest, I think people are just trying to ignore that. <laughs> They're just like the director won't shut the fuck up about it. <laughs> so <laughs> let's just, let's just hope if we ignore it, it'll go away. <laughs> oh god. Maybe they release like an extended cut of the movie. They just like eliminate that one shot and then just like add a bunch of other stuff. <laughs> what the um, extended cut? We watched the Don't Mess with the Zohan extended cut the other day because we were really thrown off when we <laughs> saw the extra extra so, bits. I downloaded this movie. It is one of my favorite Adam Sandler films. I love that film. It's yeah. so ridiculous. And like, I wasn't even. I didn't realise the extended cut, but we had all these extra scenes from a film I've maybe watched like five or six times. That I had no recollection from, so it's quite interesting to see that. It it was strange as hell because when those scenes came on, and I was like, "Wait a second, something's not right." Yeah. But all our friends, so they've probably seen this film a fair few times as well. They agreed that they haven't seen those actual moments either. It was an interesting film to see. It's always hilarious to see Adam Sandler's take on terrorism. Dude, I've been uh, yeah, I know right. I've been I've been listening to Mariah Carey for a solid week. Yeah, <laughs> like on on the drive home, I subjected Douglas and Oz to like Mariah Carey. <laughs> Like, I was just there singing on the drive, and they, those two were just sat there, sat there pretty silently. <laughs> I had a fun time, though. Yeah, Carrie is always a good vibe. I, um, I was listening to, like, that I'll Be Loving You Long Time, because that, that, that was the one that they played at the end of the film, and it's it's just the the guy's reactions to Mariah Carey, and everybody stands up when she's mm-hmm. doing the national anthem, and they've all got boners, including the women. <laughs> I was like, I was listening to, um, you know, like, you know, Fantasy, the song that um, Sion yeah. sings in Rush Hour. In Rush Hour, yeah. <laughs> I was listening to that on the drive, and it's pretty good. Every night, talking sweet and looking fine. <laughs> it's a great song. I don't think, like, as a Mariah Carey song, it's basically, like, the top five for me. Yeah, definitely. And, like, that's saying a lot, because... She has, she has some bangers. Yeah, she has some absolute bangers. Yeah, she really does. Yeah, she's 52. Oh, really? That is fucking mind-blowing, isn't it? Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Good for her. Good for, yeah, good for her. Well, good for her that she lasted that long. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, 52 isn't that old. She's still going, and that's amazing for someone who's, like, in the kind of, like, singing kind of business. That's true. That's true. Um, that, that kind of just proves that she has, like, actual talent. Oh yeah, should we, should we just like pivot to a Mariah Carey podcast? I mean, could do. I was like, I was doing a Wikipedia like <laughs> trivia kind of thing on Mariah Carey, and she she has like such an amazing vocal range. She can sing across like five octaves. That's nuts. Which is insane. I don't even think I can do one. I can I can probably do like half in a good day. <laughs> it's like then again, we are like severe asthmatics. Oh yeah, also true. <laughs> I was um, looking at um um. Zohan Merch. Hmm. Well, I say Zohan Merch, it's just basically stuff on Red Bull. Yeah. I saw a Phantom Mutantukin <laughs> first one <laughs> t-shirt, which I think I'm going to have to buy for us and our friends. I was about to say, like, if we all get that and go out in, yeah. the, in the in the Fatusha's Mukuntukin. <laughs> Fatusha's Mukuntukin. It's hilarious, because there's a shop on our on Evington Road in Leicester, which yeah. is called Fatusha's. <laughs> and I'm like, every time I like, walk past I'm like, Mukuntukin. Which, what is, which it's not a thing. I was about to say, Mukuntukin isn't a word, is it? No, it's not. <laughs> it's complete nonsense, but um, I, I bought, I want to try it. I get half the Mukuntukin franchise. No. <laughs> One PP touch. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's like, I get all the proceeds from the attached ice cream shop. No, yogurt shop. No. 
free yogurt when I go to store. Okay, but within reason. <laughs> oh, that, that film just got so many iconic lines. I do love it. It's so weird that it's not higher rated. Well, we, we may as well just talk the whole fucking podcast about this one specific film. I mean, we do have a special reason for doing today's podcast, but we very much will probably speak a lot about Zohan. We, we, yeah, I was about to say, probably the better film, to be honest. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, rating-wise, rated, yes, but let's face it, it's just got so many iconic lines. Yeah, it does. And it, it's like, you know, back in that point where, like, Adam Sandler was just kind of just genius after genius after genius. I mean, from then, it was like a severe down, going downhill streak. So I think for that, for, I think maybe the Longest Yard came next? Yeah, I don't know, actually. I think the Longest Yard was before. Longest Yard was, like, 2005, and I think this one's 2008. Um, yeah. I feel like you might be right, actually. Mm, I remember, because, like, Terry Crews wasn't big when Longest Yard came out. As in, like, in the movie industry and the TV sh- TV industries. Well, like, 2004-ish. Yep, so... Yep, 2005 and 2008, you're right. Yeah. Oh, well, and I don't like that I knew I knew the years. <laughs> that's not... That's not impressive. That's, like... That's not good. That's not a good thing. It's just weird we were, like, in, what, year eight, year nine when that movie came out? Yeah, it would have been ten years old when Longest Child came out, and then... Twelve or thirteen when... Mm. When Zohan came out. Man, like... I, I was loving looking through the trivia because apparently the Zohan character is based on like an an, an actual an actual Israeli soldier <laughs> who like left the army and became a hairdresser. That's a really nice story. Yeah, I want to follow up about this and actually like see what he's doing still if he's still hairdressing or invite him on the podcast to be like so. Uh, how's uh, how, yeah. how's it like to be the Zohan? Nezi Obib. Nezi Obib. Yeah, which I'm just gonna Google. Now. I was about to say, is he dead? <laughs> He died cutting hair. That would be some shit. It's like he he died in like a horrific hair cutting accident. I'm just trying to find. I can't really see, find pictures of him. To be honest, you're just looking at pictures of Zohan. Yeah, just coming to the pictures of Zohan, which is not fair. <laughs> oh well. Um, no, probably not. Oh wait, is he on Instagram? <laughs> it's probably like in his seventies or some oh, shit. This account is private. No. Ah. Oh well, what can you do? Not everybody gets to see Nezzy boobs. Well, Nezzy or Bib, if you're there listening, please come on to our podcast. I don't think he will, I just called him Nezzy boobs. Damn it, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, how Salma Hayeki can we make this podcast? That is a question. I mean, we could very much try. But the viewers can't see how Salma Hayeki this podcast is. Oh my god, Zane, she just walked into the room. Uh, hello? <laughs> My favourite podcast is a train like, of ambivalence. That's like the worst. I'm not even can't even place that accent. I don't. I don't have a. I don't have like a Salma Hayek in you mind. You sound like an asthmatic Israeli. <laughs> Do you know the problem is is because I, every all of my impressions I'm doing recently in like my stand-up are in Middle Eastern. So that's where my voice automatically goes now, which isn't good. No, it's not good because sometimes when I like when I'm talking to myself. Um, which I yes I do sometimes um, a lot actually I I do it in the Middle Eastern voice. I mean, someone was telling me about I saw a post online talking about how someone had like they put their inner monologue voice as Danny DeVito. Try hmm. try doing, but it's quite difficult. Yeah, because you don't you aren't Danny DeVito. Yeah, you're not truly DeVito, and neither neither am I. Like you no. have to be, you have to be truly. You really got to like force it to put it through. Yeah, I can read when I read like messages from people, I can read it in their voice. That's the T-shirt I want. 
I love that t-shirt. How much is it? It's like 20 quid, right? It is about... What size are you? Uh, large. Well, I, I just like wearing large. I'm normally a medium, but... It says £11.92. Uh, That's very decent. Do you want one? Well, yeah, why not? Cool, I'll get one as well. Should we get one for Doug's birthday? Yeah, let's get one for Doug's we'll, we'll, we'll half it. You kind of ruined it. Yeah, but no, he's not going to listen to it before it comes. We'll that's, like that's we'll, we'll purposefully... Because like, it's not like we're, we're basing this off of uh, a specific thing which came out this week, you know what I mean? Like, the other podcast, we had to get them out um, pretty much as soon as uh, whatever it is came out, right? Whereas... To be, fair, to be fair, let's just put this episode out anyway, and then if he actually if he listens to it, then <laughs> <laughs> if he listens to it, then yeah, sorry, Doug, you you know it got spoiled for you. But um, what size do you think Douglas' t-shirt was? Medium, just in case. I say medium because he seems are to we wear, he seems to wear quite baggy clothes. Though. I was about to say, are we about to discuss Doug's body on this podcast? <laughs> and deba- I mean, debate his dimensions. If you're not if you're not discussing your friend's body types. On a podcast, then what are you just doing with your life? Should we get one for ours? Yeah, we kind of have to now, don't we? We kind of have to now that we've said it. Um, probably we'll get him a large, right? Yeah, should we get two? Should I get two more larges? Yeah, why not? So wait, why two more? So one for one for you. Yeah. One for Doug and one for Oz, and then I'm going on. I'm going to medium. You're going to get Doug a large. Yeah. Okay. Do you think that'll be alright? Doug, Amrix the one who said you're fat, not me. <laughs> I don't know. Like Doug seems to wear quite baggy clothing. <laughs> Fair play, fair play. Now, do you know what though? I think it's just you'd rather go too big than too small. Yeah. Like you don't want you don't want the three I, I of want, us. I want my friends to wear the Phantom Mukuntukan t-shirt. <laughs> we should all we 100 percent have to go on a night out wearing the Phantom Mukuntukan t-shirts <laughs> and like the sunglasses and the bandana thing. <laughs> we could probably buy one of those bandanas. Bandanas. It's just a red bandana. It's just a red bandana, exactly. And so to, to be fair, apparently it does say Phantom in Arabic. Oh. Which was also... I can write that. I know Arabic, so I can write that. Yeah, if you want to buy some red cloth and just write Phantom in, like, with a Moggy, yeah, a I, Sharpie... Yeah, I, I can, I can do that. Yeah, cool. Ladies and gentlemen, we are buying t-shirts. <laughs> Why not? Let me know how much it is. I'll send you half. Cool. I'll send you it's half? About, it's about 43... 20, yeah, yeah, cool. So I'll just send you, like, 22 pounds or whatever. There was an error, error of validity. Let's move on to the next topic. Right, yeah, I was about to say we just did. I was like, oh yeah, so let's look on Costco and see what we're going to buy tomorrow. <laughs> um, anyway, so, shall we move on to our second... Oh my god, without without having this prepared in advance, we've gone back to doing that thing where we have, like, the, the wheel of topics. <laughs> we, we used to call it a wheel, but it's basically the wheel of ADHD. Yeah, which is... By life, in general. It keeps things fresh. It's fun. It's, it's fun and creative and and definitely doesn't lead to depression. Um, we shall be discussing the My Hero Academia film. Because, surprise, surprise, we did the other two. So now you fuckers are going to have to listen to us listen talk about this one, too, in your face. I mean, yeah, so we've seen the last two. I mean, we saw the last one in cinema, and then we kind of watched the first one separately. Do you remember? Because we watched it at the cinema, and then we reviewed both that one and the first one in, like, a really bad podcast episode, where we just kind of stuttered our way through what happened in each film, and then went, eh, that wasn't very good. I mean, let's be honest, these are all bad podcast episodes. They're not bad. I don't think they're bad. Like, we hit a real rhythm towards the... um, When we were doing it last year... Last year, fuck. When we were doing it before the... During season two, Hmm. I feel like we hit a really solid rhythm. Oh, yeah, definitely. And then we stopped. And now we're starting again from scratch. We keep doing this. We just... (laughs) Yeah, we we build ourselves up and then we just kind of neglect. 
Which is great that we don't have children because they'd probably be in another neglect job. Yeah, we're just like, why do why does dad only show up for half a year and like keeps? I've seen a meme where that's basically like in Naruto Boruto, Boruto Next Generations. That's basically like Sasuke summed up. Like, why does my dad neglect me? I don't watch Naruto. <laughs> I have started. All my a lot of my friends watch Naruto. They're like obsessed with it. I mean, it's 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 solid. Are you gonna finish all of Naruto and then start on One Piece? No, so I'm, I'm well. I'm watching Naruto. Hmm. I like how we've gone from watching talking about the My Hero yeah, film to Naruto. Naruto. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I've started watching Naruto. This is even even Amrix Anime Roundup Corner, whatever it's called. It's Amrix Anime Anime Amrix Anime Corner. We keep switching between corner and roundup. No, no, no. It's, I keep saying corner, and you keep saying roundup, so it, you feel like you have more ownership of the podcast. <laughs> I think it's, it's like a psychological battle that we have. We have to embark every time we do a podcast episode. <laughs> Could you keep trying to seize control? <laughs> anyway, enemies. Enemies. <laughs> Amrit corner. Yeah, that's it. Enemies. <laughs> I'm gonna go get a drink. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. <clears throat> that, that's that's it settled. Anime's uh, Amrick Corner. Anime's Amrick Corner. Um, so yeah, I started watching. Long story short, I started watching Naruto. Mm-hmm. After this, I'll go into Shippuden, and that's that's the corner. Okay. Okay. What well, Shippuden like the the bad one? Or no, Shippuden. So it starts off Naruto when he's like uh, preteens, and then it goes. No, it starts Naruto when he's preteens, and then it goes Shippuden when he's like teens. Oh, okay, so Shippuden, like, the really popular one, because I swear Shippuden's, uh, like, the de facto Naruto whenever you see him in things. Very much so. Okay, because I've never seen, like, preteen Naruto. Basically, like, going Dragon Ball to Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, I kind of, yeah. They, they, without, they, without the marriage. They all follow that kind of formula, don't they? Except yep. One Piece is just the same all the way through, right? Yes, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, My Hero Academia, World Heroes. Right. Uh, World Heroes, is that the name of the fucking film? Yes, it is. Oh my god. Uh, Okay, right, so we need to discuss this first and foremost. So, what is wrong with this stupid franchise when it comes to films? What do you mean? They all have horrible names that are easily interchangeable by accident. Yes, I very... I like. I remember the name of the first film, Two Heroes. Two Heroes and Heroes Rising in that world. I keep forgetting the name of the second film. I kept thinking... So, you know when... Um, when we were discussing the other day, we were like, oh yeah, Two Heroes. And I'm like, that's the second one, because Deku and Bakugo become the two heroes. And it's like, no, 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 Two Heroes was the first yeah. one where they go to America. Yeah, in like, in oh. my head, I did the exact same thing. Yeah, because, again, the naming conventions of these films is bad. It's, I mean, I wouldn't say it's bad. It's just very generic. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> so, but general thoughts of the film, what do you think? So, I thought this may be the best film so far. I'm inclined to agree with you. Yes, because in terms of plot, like, this had by far the most tension. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it had by far the most tension. It focused on the characters you'd want it to focus on. Yeah. Here's the kind of you, Sarah. <laughs> and yeah, focus on the characters you very much wanted to. The plot was quite interesting as well. Mm. Um, again, focus on terrorism. It, it focuses on terrorism. It focuses, much like the Zohan. <laughs> much like the Zohan. It focuses on the French. Uh, do you know, one thing I always loved about these anime films is like everybody just happens to speak Japanese. Because mm. <laughs> in no way, in the no world... The universal language. The universal language is Japanese. Because in no world would like a Japanese person be able to like just talk to a random French person. <laughs> yeah, because like, it's... it's it, I mean, one thing I really liked about this film, it moves away from Japan and mm. um, they are literally 
doing with hero agencies basically kind of across the world doing kind of work and it's quite interesting yeah it's nice to move away from the japan i mean like when you first watch the maybe i think it's like the first season first episode mm. they kind of talk about the rest of the world as if it's since the quirky explosion like the rest of the world's been on the decline it's been irrelevant and um, yeah it's been irrelevant it's been on decline but then everyone's kind of like there and popping up and just having a count of lives it's 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 interesting because like I forget sometimes that like it's not just Japan which has the quirks mm. because obviously they only focus on Japan in the anime. But I I for quite a while I thought that it was only Japan which had the quirks yeah, I, and I everywhere really else the same as well. was normal. Yeah, I mean it was quite interesting to see heroes from other <laughs> countries. From other countries, yeah. I'd like to give a shout out to our favorite hero in the entire movie, which we Salam. we saw we saw him we saw him on screen. We all burst out laughing, and then <laughs> they gave us his name, and we even found it even more hilarious. And this is, as you said, was the hero Salam, <laughs> hero Salam, the man that can go two dimensional. It was, and he looked. He's kind of dressed in like a pharaoh kind of getup. It's, <laughs> it's very interesting to see. It's very interesting to see, and we had a very long conversation about like whether or not he can have sex. We we yeah we all, we like <laughs> we got in the car to discuss the film. I like as we were going back into town, and when like, our first conversation was, how do you think he has sex? <laughs> is he always two D, or does certain parts only go two D, or is he like a cartoon where he just like blows on his thumb and then certain parts like <laughs> becomes non two D? You become inflatable, but yeah. He yeah. plays himself. But, uh, yeah, we did look, look this up on the Hero Wiki, and apparently he can go 2D on commands. They they may as well have just put on the Hero Wiki as, like, no, you idiots, he can have sex. <laughs> they probably should have. I mean, I can probably make a, like, a Wiki account and just edit that. <laughs> I would love I would love that if we became, like, a part of history, of my hero history, and, like, they, they the, the TV show, the anime for some reason, followed the wiki as its canon. And then, and then they made that part of the anime. I mean, like, I can't remember which anime it is, but apparently this, like, one of, this, one of the writers for his manga, he, like, he very much relies on his fans to remind him of characters that he's completely forgotten about. That's amazing. What I know what you're talking about. I, like, that sounds really familiar. I can't remember which one it is, though. Where there's too many characters, and yeah. they have to, they, they just forget. And he's them. like, oh, yeah, that guy. <laughs> Isn't it my hero? It might. It might be because there's so many of them. I think it might be. You know? Is it my hero? That sounds very familiar now that you said that, and I'm just thinking like, what cast of characters? Because I know Toriyama did that with Launch, with Lunch. That that is, it is Toriyama. Toriyama did that with Launch. It, it is Toriyama. That's like it. he just straight up forgot about yeah. her and stopped writing her into stuff. Yeah, it hundred percent is Toriyama. There okay. Go. Yeah, that makes sense. Then. <laughs> but yeah, so um, it's it's quite an interesting film actually. So basically, the overall plot is um. There's a world terrorist organization. I forget what they're called. They're called. Basically, they want to uh, get rid of all the quirks in the world. Um, yes. Okay. I'm just gonna get the plot synopsis up. Just so, so they basically want to eliminate all the quirks across the entire world, and they plan to do this by setting off these series of bombs, which basically turns people quirks into overdrive, killing the people with quirks. Killing the people with quirks and. Um, Basically poisoning them. Like it, it makes their it makes their quirks yeah. just eat them from the inside. Yeah, but they basically see people with basically quirks were a huge mistake. They feel and they want to create a world for the twenty percent people that have no quirks, so they can basically live in the utopia where they're not kind of under heel off these people with actual quirks. I have ordered the t shirts. Thank you. Really appreciate you sorting that out while we were podcasting. Um, right. So. 
Humorize is the That's goal. That's it. Humorize. The only things I remember, like, in terms of naming is Roddy, who was, like, one of the characters introduced during the film, who has a very interesting quirk. Really? And, that, and the, guy, the main evil guy is Blue. The main evil guy is Blue, and we thought it was Roddy's dad. I 100% thought that was going to be Roddy's dad. Because they started, they had a conversation about Roddy's dad, and then they showed him. Yeah. So we were led to believe it was his dad. Yeah. I mean, it, well played. It would have been more interesting if it was his dad, though. Either way, he got his ass kicked. He got his. It was great because the final the final fight was quite interesting as well. Like, quite like cinematically, like it was a beautiful film. Hmm. It's probably like some of the best animation I've seen for anime film. They have stepped it up to be fair a lot in the last couple of years because the the Broly film was beautiful, um, the fucking Demon Slayer film was beautiful, and this is beautiful. Like it, they've they've really stepped it up with these movies. They okay. really have. Don't, don't get me wrong, like, they do still do that thing where they incorporate CG in very blatant ways. Because yeah. when you notice it, you're like, ah, oh, that is garish. Like, that is that is standing yeah. out way too much. It really does. Yeah, remember in, like, Blo- um, Blowly? In Broly? <laughs> in Broly, when they did the, what was, like, the, the typhoon of blue, and it was just a fucking mess. <laughs> and, and yeah, um, they did it again in this film, and I can't remember what, but obviously it was in a fight, fight scene. Where I was like, yo, that it does not... I think it might have been, like, Baku's flight fighting with the explosions and everything. It could have been, yeah. yeah. But, like, like I said before, like, one of my favourite things about the film is focus on, like, the characters that you actually care about. Todoroki, <laughs> Baku, and Deku. They, they have kind of become, like, the three... Like, the basic, basically, I think... Is it is it the people who write the manga or whatever? They, um... The, the guy who writes the manga basically realised, like, how much people ship for Todoroki so they were like I'm going to make him more important <laughs> yeah 100% um, <laughs> the last thing you want to google is Todoroki ships and then see some <laughs> weird stuff online yeah yeah people people kind of forget that like they're children <laughs> oh don't even get me started on that it's, it's so creepy <laughs> it's very weird um, I, like, I like to imagine like you go to these films you end up like on a government and kind of watch this <laughs> It's like, oh, those guys went to go see the My Hero film. That's very suspicious. There was a group of boys as well. Hmm. It's never. I've never. I've never once seen a girl in an anime film. Hey, there was a girl in the cinema there. Was it? Yeah, it was like the three of us: a girl in like seating ahead of us, and a guy behind us, and that was it. <laughs> that was it. Yeah, there was just like five people in that cinema. That that says and, th- and that was like what day two off the film coming out. Yeah. That was not a popular film. Even the first one was not a popular film. <laughs> I mean, I'm really glad we get the opportunity to see these films in the cinema. Yeah, me too. I mean, like, to be fair, it was, I really, like, because I've only maybe got halfway through season five, mm. and to be honest, I didn't really have high hopes for this film. No. I actually really enjoyed it. I was about to say, I, I definitely, like, season five just killed my hype for anything My Hero related. As bad as that is to say, it's just... I don't know, man. Like, they set the world on fire with the overhaul arc in season four, mm. and then everything since then has just been a fucking drag. It, even, the, even the school dance arc was a drag. Yeah. And then that just... I thought, okay, fine, they need to balance it out. But then this whole season has been such a drag. I mean, yes. And that is very much why I stopped halfway through. Yeah. I will give it, I will give it another go. And, like, to be fair, the manga really does kick off again once everything kind of hits the fan. Okay. So you've got that to look forward to. Right? Yeah, but that sucks. Like, they shouldn't... That's not how you pace a season. No. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing with anime is you're always going to get arcs which are, like, very lukewarm mm. compared to others. The problem is that they've caught up with the, the manga's caught... They've caught up with the manga, isn't it? The anime's yeah. caught up with the manga. So now they have to just give you more filler and long things out. Whereas before they could... They could maintain like a really decent pacing, and you'd have mini arcs within arcs, and it was yeah. just so much better. 
I mean, like, you should, like, that's the thing, like, with this anime, everything they've done is pretty much canon. Yeah. So, unless they start going through, like, uh, making, like, non-canon arcs, like, they did for, like, Bleach, Naruto, and it's, like, others. And Dragon Ball. Dragon and Z. then you see, like, a severe drop in the quality. Hmm. It's, it's kind of, it's a balancing act, isn't it? It's very interesting, actually. It's, like, the, the, the manga writers, generally speaking, are better storytellers than... Than the people who make the anime, who make who make and write the anime dialogue and stuff, isn't yeah, it? Like yeah, just general storytellers, like they know how to tell a story better. Mm. Whereas obviously, like the people who make the anime, know how to make it prettier. I yeah, guess. Um, very much so. I mean, it's, it's totally, two totally different skill sets, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, like you've got like an entire team of writers that help like craft the anime and bring like the like bring the manga artists like ideas into like the real world, which, mm. which is quite cool to see. Yeah, but. <sighs> I don't know. Like, still, film, film really enjoyed it. I film, yeah. I was talking back on the film. Like, I think um, so. So let's just kind of like do a little bit of a brief plot. Uh, I don't want to do that again because it was sucked when we just talk about exactly what happens in the film. But okay, so in the first sort of third of the film, so Deku gets framed for murder, and like. No one fucking believes it, because <laughs> Deku is like the. They all are just like, yeah, that that bitch didn't do it. He didn't do it. Like, obviously. like you, you look at a picture and be like, that kid committed murder. Like, no, he fucking didn't. No, he fucking didn't. Exactly. They they look at Bakugo and be like, that kid committed murder. Yeah, that kid committed murder. <laughs> that kid enjoyed it. <laughs> he um, what, what's interesting? So, like that kid like kept the face of the person he killed. <laughs> What was it was it was very out of the blue because they did that thing where because a lot of the times when people get framed for murder in films they have the murder on screen yeah. and it's like they give you the reason why people are finding it plausible that they mm. did the murder. That this is just like I mean it was quite, it was like it's very it very came a child nowhere but it's interesting to see like why they actually did it. Mm. So like the kids that are doing the hero um hero agency work as part of, like, work experience, they're, they're tasked with finding, like, the human-wise um, bomb bomb threats that are currently across the world. And it turns out where Deku is, he kind of basically accidentally intercepts the kind of nuclear football <laughs> of where, like, <laughs> the bomb shut down codes inadvertently and the person who was, like, after the bomb codes kills a person and then that's how he gets framed. And then he basically carries the f- carries that nuclear football for like maybe the first third of the film without knowing what it is. Yeah, it was very much like the. What is this magical? <sighs> Sorry, I'm very tired. Uh, what is this magical plot MacGuffin kind of thing? Hmm. Isn't it's like the imagine if it was a suitcase from Pulp Fiction, and it had, and it had like someone's soul in it. <laughs> That'd be an interesting take. <laughs> like, De- Deku and Rody open it, and, and like, if the, the light shines on their face, and they're like, whoa. <laughs> you said light shines on their face. I imagine, like, the readers of the Lost Ark scene where it's just like, their faces just melt. <laughs> it's, um, I, I, I agree with you, though. I think it's like, it's an interesting, it's like a way more interesting plot than the last mm. two, um, because it has, like, way more tension. Oh, yeah, 100%. You know, obviously, like, Deku has to then go on the run with Rody, and mm. they have their little bonding experience and he's like a he's like um a he's like a thief who's kind of like a robin hood kind of guy he's basically like a thief working as a transporter yeah it's, it's interesting he's like he's he's he does that typical sort of like anti-hero thing where he's mm. like he's doing right by his family 
but so you so so you're sympathetic to him, but he's also not in the right. <laughs> hmm. I I really liked the dynamic between the two because he like like Roddy's like starts off really cold, but then mm. he really warms up to Deku, which is really sweet to see. It's also impossible not to warm up to Deku, I imagine, because when someone is that ridiculously overly enthusiastic and caring and stuff, yeah, true. That I guess it's like Deku just breaks people down. <laughs> yeah, I think that's actually the good way to like uh, is hundred percent Deku. It just breaks you down until you love him. That's that's terrifying. <laughs> Didn't work for his dad. Didn't work for his dad, yeah. Did his dad, is, is it confirmed his dad left his mum or his dad died? I think his dad died. His dad Okay, right. His they love never, was not strong enough. His love was not strong enough because they never, they never confirm it and then, like, his mum gets fat and then I think what... I don't know. She, like, she just, she just shrinks and then, like, <laughs> puts on, like... She, like, doubles in... She, like, <laughs> she, she shrinks dub- by half and then she doubles in width. It's very weird. <laughs> yeah, to, re- to represent getting older because, like, I swear Deku's mum when she was young is, like, tall... And slim. And, and slim, yeah. <laughs> and then she... I don't know if they did that to emphasise how small Deku was at the time. Because then when they show her... When he's a... He's like a teen, he dwarfs her. Hmm. So it's confusing. <laughs> but physio- physiologically speaking, like... Deku's mum... Yes or no? <laughs> I'm on Reddit saying... I'm on the Reddit page. Why does... In, in a, Inko Midoriya get shorter as she got fatter? <laughs> So, okay, right, so this this is now just going to be us reading the best Reddit comments. She didn't shrink Deku grew. For the same reason, elderly Gran Torino is shorter than he was in his prime. It's just a character sign. In Enka's case, I presume that Hirokushi did it to make her more look vulnerable and perhaps more motherly. That's the manga artist, I yeah. imagine. The artist's representation show how she's more vulnerable and worried about her son. Aww. That doesn't make any sense. What, what do you mean? Oh, like that didn't actually make any because she's more worried about her son. She it's, shrinks it and sweet. gets fatter. Okay, maybe fatter. I get that, but you don't shrink by being worried about someone. She did shrink when her mum is young. She's a movie. <laughs> Izuku got old, and so did she. Becoming a middle age makes you gain weight as you do shrink as you get older. Okay, you know when you don't shrink at that point. You shrink when you're like fucking geriatric. <laughs> Oh, yeah, so that's that. <laughs> that is... Case closed, lazy, ladies and gentlemen. Reddit solves yet another mystery. That is that is the most satisfying answer we're going to get all day. Yeah. <laughs> Where were we? Where were we? So we were talking about the, what, middle of the film at this point? Yeah, middle of the film. So they're basically running around with this kind of nuclear football. Yep. They basically realised at some point that it basically has the codes mm-hmm. to shut down all the kind of bombs that will make kill all the quirk people. Um, <laughs> Kill all the quirk people, the yeah. heroes, <laughs> or just everyone with quirk. They're, they're not all heroes. <laughs> yeah, some of them haven't deserved that title. Yeah, so uh, you'll kill all the guys with quirks, and it turns out that Roddy's dad didn't uh, didn't actually die or run away from them. Mm. He, he basically got roped in as the inventor of these bombs, but he did. Turns out he did the heroic thing and made a shutdown code, which he's now carrying. I still think they should have gone with the Darth Vader twist. That, like, the main guy with the, the oh, main it's, bad it's guy. It's kind of sweet that he actually found out his dad did, actually didn't abandon them. Oh. He just got taken away because he was... Yeah, yeah because he was too smart. ...to manufacture a bomb that killed lots of people. I like, do you know when they were blind, they were, like, looking around for all the bombs? Mm. It would have been some shit if, like, one of the bombs was just, like, an unattended suitcase in an airport. <laughs> I also think, like, one of them was, like, on a train. Another one of them was, like... 
they were like all over the place. They were, they, they, were, were. they weren't just like in buildings or anything. They were just like a train going across the city. It's just quite strange. You know, all all that told me was like human eyes clearly have way too much time on their hands. No, but I feel like they actually put some thought into their bomb locations. <laughs> they, they put some thought into their bomb locations. Their like you, you, you would hope so. I mean, you know, they are the humans. Like, if anything, we should be on their time. <laughs> That's interesting. You're literally like... So, then we went to go watch a film where the heroes are the people we shouldn't be identifying with. Mm. And, the, and the humans... I mean, I thought it was quite interesting that, like, the, even these, these people are, like, going against everyone that has quirks. They're still people who was part of human-wise who actually did have a quirks. Mm. And mm. they were working with them because they thought they'd help purify the world. So like and, self. And, and atone for their sins. It's like the whole, um, the black KKK, mm. basically. But yeah, it's, the, the, it's, quite, it's quite interesting. It was. I, um, what, what did you think about the the villain's motives behind everything? The reflecto. Yeah, the reflecto guy. Reflecto. Um, so the villain, ladies and gentlemen, was a blue dude. And this blue dude, his quirk was that he, he reflects everything. And... I'm not gonna lie. That was a that was interesting to like hear, yeah. um, but also it means that he reflects like all kinds of yeah, touch, so emotions, touch, everything. He everything. reflects everything. He reflects everything. He sees his quite le- more like more of a curse, basically. Yes, and no one can get a, close to him. As a result of that, he wants to wipe quirks out the face of the earth. Seems pretty extreme. Like, I, is it's okay? So what didn't make sense to me? So Deku, Deku's like, yo, this guy. This guy reflects every, all the power I put into this. So the solution wasn't, like, something really clever. It was, I'm just going to hit him really, really fucking hard. Yeah, bas- In- basically, like, Deku kind of works out, eventually, as he keeps hitting him with all his power, what's being reflected back is getting weaker and weaker. Yeah. So basically, he realized that he can basically just max out this guy's power. I just feel like if you're going to make a movie, if you're going to, like, put that much time but into thinking... But that's the thing, like, that's th- the thing, like, basically, the whole, the whole plot of the, well, the whole villain fight was, this guy was, like, so wrapped up in his like, psychological, like, I can't do anything because everything gets reflected. He basically didn't go plus ultra enough to, like, start training and improve his quirk to a point where he just wouldn't... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, basically the hero, the villain couldn't go plus ultra enough. That was so. I like that concept because it's basically saying that if you have any adversity in life, if you have any hardship in life, it's because you're not plus ultra enough. Yeah, that's basically. That's basically it. <laughs> Do you know what? That's, you need to go. You need to go to like a support group for bereaved mothers. Guys, <laughs> guys, don't get short. Don't get fat. Just keep going plus ultra. <laughs> It's what you need to do. You need to. Yeah, you're not being plus ultra enough. That's why baby died. <laughs> yeah, happy That's birthday. That's why your husband left you. Yeah. You need to go plus ultra. <laughs> you didn't go plus ultra enough. That's. I've actually um. I've got a plus ultra on a t-shirt. <laughs> you fucking weeb. I know. <laughs> at least I didn't wear it to the cinema. Like once I was at the gym and I saw a guy over my hero academia. Like you know, like the uniform they wear for like the, the gym, for like the. The UA Academy. Yeah. That's fucking dumb. That's the shirt and blazer thing. No, so, like, you know the uniforms they wear when they're doing, like, um, like, training and stuff? The blue one? Yeah. <laughs> with, like, with, like, the U and the A on the... Oh, God. I mean, yeah, to be fair, I have a plus ultra t-shirt. But I wear it, like, when I'm working out, and it makes me more plus ultra... <laughs> And that's why we're still here today. <laughs> I know this is the podcast. The podcast didn't take off because we. The podcast hasn't taken off yet because we're not plus ultra enough. <laughs> this time in season three, we, we go plus ultra. plus ultra. 
the time in season three like once we say that and then because it's the first episode you know sometimes on tv shows they're like things to come this season it's like this this time in season three we, we go plus ultra and then it's just like a clip of clip show of all the plus ultra moments we have during this season which is still all just me and you talking on a sofa unless we're going to a second lockdown Sorry, a fifth lockdown. I feel like that's is that's a potential, but I'm not sure. I hope that doesn't happen, but I I, I feel like it may be for the best. But also, yeah, I don't know. I mean, this it's nice being able to record face to face again because we can just play off each other's shit, and it just goes down well, a lot better. I think it goes down way better because like I can actually see you laugh, so it doesn't make me feel subconscious about what I just said. <laughs> like I'm still finding myself funny from when I said. From when I said that they should name the next Pokemon remakes as Pokemon Superior White, and and I didn't say anything for Black, and 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 and, and obviously I can't see your reaction when I say that. So I'm like, did I just say something over the line? I don't know. I need I need like the the balance to my stupidity, to to my daringness. I think is the best way to. Put it. I I have the perfect gift for that when you just said that when it's just me and Moto be like. No. Shaking his head like no. <laughs> yeah. uh. Why is he putting an egg? Why is he doing the X? Is he a DMX fan? No, he's a Wakanda forever. <laughs> oh. Anyway. I like to think yeah. Miyamoto as a DMX fan. I imagine so. Hmm. I imagine so. But yeah, I'm, I'm back to the film. I really enjoyed it. I wouldn't. I'm probably what I really enjoyed it I wouldn't watch it again <laughs> like, I, re- I quite hope they do another one they will it, like, makes, it makes too will. much it makes too much money I mean, for them not like, to the last one came out like February last year or something right the last one came yeah, out it was like one of the last films we saw before we went into lockdown it was 2020 yeah February yeah it was, it was like we did the podcast episode um, actually the only yeah it was February like late February mm. early March because yeah. we did a podcast episode mm. about the 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 two heroes or, mm. and heroes rising mm. and then we went for food mm. and then a week later we went into lockdown yeah that sounds about right so that was the very last podcast episode before lockdown finished Lock, lockdown started that's weird so the second my hero film comes out yeah. and we go into lockdown yeah. and then the third my hero film comes out and we finish lockdown that's not a coincidence amazing Oh, my hero. <laughs> um, I, I mean, think, I think you want something. <laughs> I was about to say that is very fucking strange. The government are now just going to be monitoring our like. <laughs> At least we've got one listener, and this is government. I mean, I feel like by by starting a conspiracy theory, it means that we were officially never going to get sponsored by like Toei Animation. <laughs> I mean, there's still time. Like, think, but, like by the time like season three ends, we've got like several sponsors. That one of them is Phantoms Mookin Token. Phantoms Mookin Token. I might just trademark that and just sponsor us. <laughs> I can't wait for those t-shirts to come. I can't wait. We should all, like, New Year's Eve, right? New Year's Eve, we all have to meet up and go out in Phantoms Mookin Token t-shirts and have no context. Like, if anyone asks us what we're doing, we don't say anything. No. We say, quiet. Shh. Quiet. Quiet. speaking. <laughs> So then she'll go to like the next one of us, and she'll be like, "Okay, that guy didn't say anything to me. What, what, what are you doing?" He'd be like, "Quiet." Patricia speaking. So, comparing the two films, My Hero Academia and the Zohan, 
I still prefer, even though the Zohan's got really bad reviews. Yeah. I still prefer the Zohan. I'm not gonna lie, man. Like that's a very strange comparison. Like the the only th- they're both about terrorism. The the only coming out the only the only commonality between them is that they are both films. <laughs> and about terrorism. About terrorism, but kinda. The, the and Wikipedia describes <laughs> neither are really about Wikip- terrorism. Wikipedia, yeah, it is. Uh, kinda, yes. Wikipedia describes the Zohan as a superhero film. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. I mean, that's the thing. The Zohan has, like, really bad reviews. But then, like, all three My Hero Academia films, they've got, like, 70, like, 80% on, like, IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes. Like, they've done pretty well. Is it because the only people reviewing them are weebs? Whereas, whereas, like, Zohan, you get, like, basically everyone. You might be onto something there. Yeah, because the only people, like, you know, your average person isn't going to bother. I I really doubt, like, Empire Magazine are going to, like, review. My Hero Academia, exactly. They're just going to be like, just leave it to the fucking nerds. Yeah, leave it to, like, IGN. And then me and you are on a podcast going, yeah, My Hero Academia, go see this film. We're not going to see it again, but go see it. Hey man, it's entertaining. <laughs> it's entertaining enough. Like it's like, a, it's there weren't for like an film, there weren't any cool cringe moments by far like I need to talk to a police officer. <laughs> there weren't there weren't any um what's it uh, bathhouse scenes or anything like that. Yeah. So we were okay. Um <laughs> I felt safe. I felt safe. And uh it was it was a supportive environment. I I have to say though, like I think it was for me, like by far the best my hero film. I think it is, but yeah. I doubt my the best my hero film. For me, it goes number three, number one, number, number two. two. Yeah, yeah, probably. Um, yeah. Do you know what? I don't remember two. <sighs> I just remember thinking like two and one are kind of like interchangeable. To be honest with you, I think two and one are like a fair bit lower than three. Mm. Um, for I, know, me. I liked the kind of focus on like all mates' background in uh, the first one. True, and I felt more concentrated. I think mm. like it, it had a bit more of a. Like, there is a reason why they are there. Yeah. It wasn't as they were just happened to be on holiday. Yeah. Well, then that, because that's the, that's the plot of season two, isn't it? It's like, they just happened to be on, like, I a, don't know. Like, a it, trip it, or some it's something, shit. It's something like, the regular heroes that look after that town or, like, away or something, and they've been put in charge of it. On, like, a holiday patrol. Yeah. Which is fucking weird. They're fucking children. Do you know what? I think that we don't like the second one as much because it involves all of them. <laughs> I yes. think that might actually be it because even in the first film they split up and it's only like a few a yeah, few focus chosen on ones. a select few yeah because yeah. my hero is at its best when it's like focusing on a select few yeah. even in the TV show it's at its best like the the, the best arcs are overhaul and demon slayer uh, demon slayer uh, hero hero just merged two kind of <laughs> uh, he, hero slayer oh, yes my hero demon slayer my hero slayer my my hero slayer Hero, sl- hero killer stain or whatever his name is. Hmm. That arc was really good, and that only focused on like Deku, Lida, and um, Todoroki a little bit, hmm. right? And Overhaul only focused on Deku and uh, Tintin, and um, uh, like a bit some like few others basically, Uraraka and hmm. Lida. Like it wasn't it wasn't all of them, and yeah. I think that's where my hero was at his best. Whereas like the again school dance arc yeah. was everybody. And- but- like, to be fair, I don't. There were some characters in there, like, that didn't. Some of the class, like, some of the kids in the class didn't say a single word in that film. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I, I don't think Leader said, like, a single word. No, I think there was one point where, like, he just congratulated I'm, somebody. I'm fairly or... certain Ashido didn't say a single word either. No. Which is weird, because a lot of people, a lot of people like her. Yeah. Like, isn't she one of the main characters? Very much so. In terms of uh, speaking and stuff, like, yeah. she actually does stuff in the mm. anime. 
It's not. Again, I think it's weird because there's like a fine balancing act that they always have to play when it comes to these films because they have yeah, to be definitely. like, who do we give screen time to? Who actually makes mm. sense to have screen time? And, and you know, has this character been neglected or that character been neglected? But there's so many characters. It's like, you need to neglect some. How do you feel about the film not having actually like any kind of canon in it? I don't know, man, because that's like... I'm used to anime films being like that. Yeah. But I, I genuinely liked... Demon Slayer's film being canonical and following up directly from the end of the first season, mm. but I'm not going to be happy if the fucking anime then does the film again, like in yeah. Dragon Ball Super, because that's why I didn't. I, I got turned off from Dragon Ball Super when I first started watching it. I was like, man, this is just the films again, and then I started watching it from when they started the Otherworld tournament. So... Like, that was, like, one of the main gripes from the reviews I was reading online. A lot of people are just unhappy that I just don't include any kind of material. Mm. But, like, for me, it's, like, I don't really feel like it's a bad thing. Because, like, like you said, yes, that's kind of what we're used to growing up with anime films. Like, like God forbid, like, all the bloody Jungle Ball movies. All the bloody Jungle Ball films. Uh, like, all the Bleach movies. Like, the Hunter Hunter movies. Well, literally all of them. Literally, I don't... I don't the, only, the only film I know is canon is Demon Slayer, and I guess Evangelion. Yeah. But even then, it's like an alternate ending, isn't it? It's yeah, not very like a, much so. It's not like a proper... Or it tells the other side of the story outside of Shinji's yeah. head. I mean, like, yes, it would be nice if it was canon or if it added something. But at the same time, like, these movies, sometimes, like, they kind of flesh out characters. If you, like, if you really, like, enjoy the characters, having, like, having them in, like, a non-canon, like, like a non-canon, like, scenario, hmm. um, it's like, no, how, how can I put it? It's just got no... You don't have to worry that anyone's going to get killed or bumped out okay. or anything. Okay, yeah. It's, it's, like, no risks, and you can just enjoy it for what it is, basically. Okay. That's an interesting way to see it, because I feel like a lot of people would be like, "Well, if there's no risks, and that like it, it, it's what I was saying earlier, like it reduces the tension." What, and I, what I feel is like it, it might reduce the tension, but I don't think it like cheapens it. Hmm. Is what I'm trying to say. Like we know Deku isn't gonna like, like but like, then I guess like, they, they long, put the tension somewhere yeah, else. Like, like long, long as they create, long as it creates like an entertaining movie. Yeah, I don't think it cheapens in any shape or form. To be I don't. I honestly don't mind it being non-canon because I uh, I think I'm good at experiencing things as like isolated experiences, and um, my hero like the film, you could tell me it was like happening, off. It was, just, it was just like happening uh, during the season. I'd be like, yeah, fair enough. Like yeah. it, it, it just seems like cause what the films are what a day in their lives, and so are the and episodes. So it's kind of like just a really long episode. Do you want to be really funny? Yeah. If like for the next series, everyone's back at school, and then like some of the kids are like, oh. Deku, well done, bringing down the human rights organization, <laughs> and they're like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> yeah, like, you're not allowed to talk about that. Like, Shh. <laughs> you know, like they just get like escorted away. <laughs> like, what are you doing? What, where am I going? Ah! <laughs> yeah, you don't see fucking grape juice again. <laughs> grape juice. You um, I don't know if you'd agree with me here, but I think my hero would benefit from like half the children dying. <laughs> Like, you you just want to cull off like half the class, class. yeah. Because I feel like maybe then they focus on just a, a smaller boy. You know what? It's kind of like it's the difference between state school and private school. It's like the the <laughs> the class is smaller, so you have a better quality of education. Um, and it's the same with my hero academia. I mean, it's like the class is like, it's more okay, focused. Okay, like everyone <laughs> in the class, like your grades are so bad, we're gonna like remove you. <laughs> 
the heroes phase. No, I'm saying kill them. You're, I'm you're, saying you're now going to general studies. I'm saying, and by you, general studies, we mean we're going to kill you. I'm saying uh, general studies. <laughs> you're um, you're going to study the bottom of this coffin. Um, I'm saying you do like a, a Demon King Piccolo thing, mm-hmm. where like you have a really happy moment where Deku's like. I don't know, won the tournament or some shit. He won the school tournament, and mm. then, and then I don't know, something just fucking randomly comes and kills half the class. Like, like, um, that... A truck. Like, yeah, like, what's it? <laughs> like a truck. <laughs> I thought you said Shrek. <laughs> um, like, um, Drum does in Dragon Ball. Like, he just randomly comes and kills Krillin. Mm. So, and everyone's like, oh my Is god. Is it Drum or Tambourine? It might be Tambourine. I feel like it might be tambourine. It might be tambourine. No, you said that drum's a big fat one, isn't drum's it? Yeah, Troby. Yeah. No, wait, wait, wait. The one that kills, the one that kills Krillin is the one that's eaten by Yajirobe. Who kills Krillin? Krillin. It's definitely so. Piccolo's children are drum, tambourine, cymbal, tambourine, tambourine. Okay. And which is the one that Yajirobe kills? You should just look up the character history of Tambourine. <laughs> Symbol. Symbol? Yep. What? Really? Huh. So Yajirobe is attacked by Tambourine who wants him dead for killing his brother Symbol. Okay. How do we get here? <laughs> what just happened, yeah. We do this a lot. Like We, we, we have an extremely... Lucid podcast. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, something could kill them all. Yes, I, I mean I'm I'm banking on it. <laughs> I'm hoping it happens because um, given where the manga goes, no, no. Mm. I mean, things happen that could kill half the class, but no, no, never does. No, kid, never does. I just want to see some kid deaths. I hear you saying kid, but you know they're like teenagers. Teenager death. So it's not like super sad. <laughs> I mean, either way, they need to, like, really cut down that class. I think they eventually will have to be like, yo, we're not going to give you any more, like, coda. Because, <laughs> you know, no one needs the coda. No, nobody needs coda. Oh, no, I talked to birds. Oh, I'm shy. And then Mignetta as well. May as well kill him off. May as well kill him off. Kill off um, the, the sugar dude. Sugar dude. Sugar, sugar daddy. I forget his name. Sato. I know, I know, I know it's Sato. Sato, Sato, Sato and Seko. And one of them is the tape guy. He's Sero. Sero is the tape guy. Sato. Who's Sero then? Sero is the tape guy. So who's Sato? Sato is the sugar guy. Then who's Seko? There's no Seko. There's no Seko. No Seko. There's no Seko? There's no Seko. What? Um. (laughs) It's just so much easier to remember people by their quirks than their names. (laughs) I don't know how the teacher does it, man. He's like, you, tape guy. My name is Seto. I don't know. I don't give a fuck. So, class 1A, it goes... You've got Aoyama, the... Then you've got Ashido, you've got Asui, who's the frog girl. You've got Ida. You've got Araka. You've got Ujiro, who could probably die. Who's that? Which one's that? Tail. Oh, yeah. Um, Karate Tail. Kaminari, that can probably... I don't know, Kaminari does stuff occasionally. Kirishima. Um, Koda, who can probably die. Sato can probably die. Mm-hmm. Um, Shoji is one I always forget about. He could probably... He has some uses. Shoji, the dude with, like, the eyeball yeah. arms. Yeah. Okay, he can die. Um, Just because he's, he's, like, eyesore. Sero. He can probably die. 
Sorry, the tape dude. Yeah. Tokoyami, the um, Dark Shadow guy, Todoroki, of course. So they're both really cool. Yep. Um, Hagekore, the... Um, the Invisible Girl. The Invisible Girl. She can die. I mean, she's invisible anyway. So. Yeah, I mean, true. But, like, she barely does anything in the whole fucking series. The only thing she does, um, the only thing, of, I swear, of note that she does in the whole series is that one time where, like, the teacher accidentally touches her boob. Oh, that's really weird. That is really weird. And she's like, oh, I'm really angry about it. And it's like, that's the only thing I think I remember her doing in this entire series. And then you've got um, Minyasa and Yaoyorozu. Right. So there are a fair bunch of that class you can just kill off. So if you go on the My Hero Academia Wikia, Wikia page, hmm. it tells you about the seating arrangements for the class. That's fucking weird. It tells you about well, all the students and their names, of course. Yeah. Uh, it gives you them by height. <laughs> it gives you them by birthdays. It gives you quirk apprehension test rankings. It gives you midterm rankings. It gives them final result rankings. It gives them provisional exam license results. Results. Um, gives you stats from joint battle training. Gives them quirk heroes and quirk names. It gives them yeah, that's, that's a lot of data. Oh uh, yeah, I like someone's to think, put all this together. I like to think that it was like a private contractor that they um, that they hired. Like they just went and got a web developer who was a contractor and be like, yo, can you can you code all of this and and just enter all this data into this website? And he and he doesn't know anything about or any of this. And he's just like, what the fuck is this? And then later, he like it takes him hours and hours and hours. And then later, he finds out that it's a goddamn cartoon. <laughs> and he's like, what am I doing with my life? And that's when he he fucking he, he's like. I wasn't plus ultra enough, and he so, and he shoots himself in the face. <laughs> so, so Sarah's hero's name is Taping Hero Cellophane. Is it? Yep. Taping Hero Cellophane. Um, right. I think that is a decent place to leave it. Yeah, I think that let's round it up We're with about ending with um, Sarah's uh, hero name. Sarah's hero name and uh, what's his face? The web developer killing himself and not being plus ultra enough. Because remember, kids, you will not be happy unless you plus ultra. Yep, you gotta be plus ultra. You won't. You'll end up short and fat. <laughs> you'll end up short and fat. I like to. I like to just mention one thing about the film. It's yep. Really interesting how when Deku beats the shit out of the villain guy, he he starts off blue. He beats him so fucking badly, he basically turns to a normal human color. That's it. Boy, I'ma beat the blue off you. <laughs> that very much reminds you of like, yeah, everyone hates Christmas. And like, I will beat the chap off your lips. I will smack you into next week. <laughs> I'll, I'll smack you into a different family. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, who are you? I don't know. <laughs> that show is golden. So anyway, thank you. Wouldn't watch it again. Watch my watch. Everybody hates Chris. You must say my hero academia. My hero. Yeah. Everyone hates Chris. My my hero, Chris. <laughs> Um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for our wonderful com- Thank you for our comeback. Thank you for joining our wonderful comeback. We will be back with um, with with like our train of ambivalence emails and news, and we got like the whole structure coming back. We've got everything coming back. We have guest appearances. We've, Summer Hack will be joining us. That so, guy from Zohan will be with us at some point. Yeah, we'll just be doing. We we totally won't be doing impressions of them. I I could do a pretty decent Zohan, I reckon. That's you could not, probably go for an that Israeli hairdresser guy. Yeah, I could definitely do that. I'm I'm not. I'd be able to do anyone who's like sort of like Middle Eastern, Middle Eastern, basically. Yeah, I could yeah. definitely do that. Um. Anyway, we digress, which is basically the whole podcast. Um. 
thank you so much. Uh, thanks, thank you to Doug for being born on this day and for blessing this podcast with your birth. Um, thank you to to the great Diwali for for giving us this podcast too, and Guy Fawkes for giving us this podcast. And those are our sponsors for today's episodes. Yeah, this, this podcast was brought to you by Diwali, and this this podcast was brought to you by Guy Fawkes and his um, and his execution. <laughs> Keeping it light as always with the trainer from Bevelins. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I've been Zane. And I've been Amrik. And we will see you next week for another episode on Small Farm. Oh, fuck. Every time we promise something, we never do it on this. We will not be back next week. Yeah, we'll definitely. We'll definitely we'll be back for season four. We definitely won't be prepared next week, and we definitely won't like know what we're doing. But yeah, laters. Check you later.